The Weekend Podcast on Vox Markets with Justin, Peter and Steve. Nothing in this podcast is intended as investment advice and the people in this podcast may hold positions in the stocks they talk about. Do not buy anything based solely on a tip or recommendation. Please do your own research. Welcome to The Weekend Podcast. I'm joined by Paddy, Pete and Steve. You right, fellas, lads, ladies, Hello. gentlemen, whatever you want to yeah. be called these days. People of non-specific genders. I don't know how... Mm. What's PC these days? It's big day today. Coming up on the podcast as well, the big day. And we've got, look, it's Wales win the grandstand today, so it's going to be a big day. It's uh, oh. spring... You're going to win that. Easy. It's, it's spring, boys. And you know what that means? Go on. Ice the deadline. <laughs> <laughs> See? I, uh, I want to talk about it as well. CEO salesman. How the Europeans are idiots, and we're better off out of that bureaucratic mess. Steve falls in love with stocks, even when they dump on him. Are you a gambler or an investor? The price is not the value. And, of course, ice the deadline. Again, just remind that. That's always important, isn't it? Because when people start investing, whatever you do, set up a stocks and shares ISA. Rich on our, our WhatsApp discussion group, Paddy, apparently you got a firm agreement from him, didn't you, this week? Saying Rich, Rich has been in our WhatsApp group, which has basically started around investing um, for like two years or something. He hasn't invested. What, Paddy, what's he said? Is he going to start investing or what? Yeah, I had showdown talks with him yesterday. The thing that he's nervous about, which I understand from when I started this as well, he he just doesn't understand the process. No, no. Um, so he's got he understands. He, I think he's worked out which app he wants to use now, but he didn't understand the bit between getting the app and actually buying stocks and shares. Okay. So what, what, I said to him, just stick some money in there. Yeah, yeah. And that's mm. the first bit done. And then when we all start moaning about how we're losing lots of money, that's the yeah. day to buy some. Yeah, essentially. <laughs> Do you know what? Just yeah. keep it simple because there's so yeah. many things to look at, so many moving parts of investing. And, uh, you know, you get just boring old people talking about it. Like, and they're basically fund managers and all that. Or people who want to manage your money will make it seem complex. Because they want to manage your money and you get charged for it, you know, pretty much. Yeah. But it's, you can start off quite simple, you know, with funds. This is why I, sh- I set up the Share Pickers Investment Club, essentially, for people of all different levels to try and get started. So on that website there, you've got starting off the basics of why invest in the stock market, you know, and then you've got to set up stocks and shares. ISA, first thing you should ever do, we're coming up to the end of the tax year. And so April the 5th is, is, is the end. So you could put 20 grand into an ISA. Um, and you could do that every financial year. And then on the sixth then, you could put another 20 grand in if you want to. Now, what you earn in that ISA... <laughs> is, if you've got 20 grand. Well, no, I was going to say maximum, yeah. maximum yeah. allowance <laughs> per financial year is 20 grand. Now, if you happen to stumble across the, the next Apple or something, or Facebook, uh, and it goes up by like 70,000% in one year, and you pay a billionaire, it's not taxable. You know, so so I don't every, find that hard to believe. Yeah, so every like, I know they so they seriously wouldn't come after you after for whatever you earn on that. Yeah, but yeah, you no, know, they wouldn't. <laughs> That's but, how it works, Pad. Yeah, yeah, but mm. do, do you know? I what? know, but it seems it seems unrealistic. That seems well, crazy, doesn't it? Well, it's not really because as Justin pointed out the other week, it's like we get taxed on everything we buy, yeah. we sell, we eat. It's like well, yeah, 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 yeah from, exactly. So say that scenario happened and you earned a billion pounds and you never worked again, you just lived off that billion pounds. Yeah. They'd never come after you. No, well, no they can't. Just for a rare occasion, isn't it? Listen, if they don't give us some haven from tax you know we're going to revolt it's like every other part of our lives we're taxed from our socks to our food we put in our mouths to the petrol we put in our cars to the car to car tax road tax petrol tax everywhere you turn you're taxed everything's taxed it's like if, like, taxed. You know, I mean they are like they're, they're, they're worse than the mafia you know so they've got to give you somewhere children's, children's socks aren't taxed well, well yeah here's a, <laughs> here's, a here's a question for you you just you, wear right? children's socks you're fine <laughs> children's socks in life say no way I'm not wearing any clothes I'm not eating but I'm happy because the tax man can't get me uh, go on yeah so like when I first started investing well I first did my ISA probably in about 2012 2013 it was only 10 grand you could put into an ISA and that's that's pretty much double I say pretty much it has doubled See, <laughs> uh, uh, shopping the mask, right, Steve. Yeah. I'm quite good at that. Yeah. Uh, why? Why is that set, like over no, a short no, period of time? Yeah, double no, then? no. Because every year there was part of the, the budget. They started up in the allowance because, of course, with inflation, yeah. you know, real you know value of money goes down pretty much. So you need to up it a little bit every time. So will that go down when the uh, economy like? Builds itself back up, which it probably will no, 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 they never bring it down. What's, no, what's, they, what's disappointing? They're stopping it grow, aren't they? Yeah, what's, what dis- yeah, what's, yeah, 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 what's disappointing? They are sort of taxing it right now by not yeah. upping the threshold. Because in, in, in 1980, Steve, 1985, if you had 40 grand in cash, right, and did nothing with it, that, mm. that, that purchasing power of that cash would now be worth 10 grand. 
That's inflation for you. That's why you have to invest. Because if you just held the cash, it'd be worth less and less and less every year. So pretty much they are taxing it by not upping that allowance on the uh, on the yeah. ISA. So, so why um, did it jump from 10 grand? I think it went from 10 to 12 to 20. Yeah, no, That's politics, the, 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 yeah, politics oh, okay. yeah, the new budget, the new chancellor comes in and says, right, and I'm, I'll bring the... So when they want to stamp their feet and give everyone a, a, a freebie or something, but uh, if you look at it in real value, probably look at inflation, it's probably... Yeah, it's, probably um, it's probably getting backhanders from some sort of like financial institution. Yeah, he's, he? probably, he's probably a fund. He probably used to be a... Yeah. Buy, he's part of the board of a fund somewhere. Well, because a large majority of Tory voters traditionally are quite old and, you know, pensioners and all yes. that, and sa- sa- savers, yeah. so the ice is a, an important part of it. Yeah. That for them, so Curry's favour with them, doesn't it? Yeah, okay, it, 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 it down though. No, 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 no. Well, unless unless um, some socialist government gets in, probably. Yeah. But um, yes, but um, yeah. So <laughs> so yeah, he said, I don't know if you remember there. He stood up there and he said the new chance. He said, "I'm upping the the, um, the the threshold for the ISA stocks and shares to twenty thousand pound, and it's sponsored by Harry and Larry." <laughs> 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 yeah. I'd love he said that. Uh, yeah. So listen, um, is it? It's kind of nice, if you want to start off, like Rich needs to join the investment club. And I'll talk him through it. I get Discord, our chat group, is very friendly. It's very helpful. Lots of people in there who can help you. Uh, I can help you. So, um, yeah, so that's, that's the whole point of setting up the club. It's for people, you know, who are starting off and a bit more experienced, who are learning a bit more and finding their ways to find a strategy. So it's, that's what it's all about. Um, I do remember that process, though. I remember my first, like, it took me a long while to get to... Yeah, owning like a one and then two different stocks. Like I just yeah. didn't understand the whole thing. I didn't get what was going on. It's like when I went on holidays right a while back to Turkey. Right, we went to. It's a good analogy. We hired a boat. <laughs> we hired a boat. Right. And uh, yeah. you can go out in the sea in a little boat, and we, we met some friends. Shoe the, yeah, met some friends around the pool, and so we're on the boat, and it's lovely. We're on the river, and the river's gorgeous. And then you could jump off the top of the boat, and uh, my younger son did it, and their friend's son did it, who was also Molly's age. But Fred, the older son, got a bit scared, and he wouldn't jump off. And I was doing it, I was doing somersaults off the top, but it was, you know, it was about 15 feet high, 20 feet. And um, and Fred took him ages to get in there, just, to just do it, Fred. He was down top, and he walked away a couple of times. Just jump. It's okay. Once you do it once, we're fine. And that's the thing. Once you jump it once, you buy a stock shares once, you do it again and again. It's the first, it's the initial leap. Just make that leap, a leap of faith. It's fine. You know? Did, did, did he do it? Yeah, he did do it in the end, yes. And, oh, okay. uh, so make the leap Have of faith. Monty Owen. Yeah, <laughs> make the leap of faith into your ISA. That's what I'm saying. It's, uh, that's what it but do you know what I want to say, though, right? I, 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 before we get into stock shares, Europeans. What is going on there? <laughs> what is going right, on well, there with the AstraZeneca? Well, what, no, a bit of a tangent. They banned the vaccine, the AstraZeneca vaccine, because some old French lady stubbed her toe or something, right? And it's just ridiculous. What a bunch of idiots. Who are they taking advice from? It's absolutely nuts. So they've had these blood clots, right? Which, in a normal population who hadn't been vaccinated, you'd expect that amount of people to have blood clots anyway. It's like, if people are getting pregnant, they could blame it. I, I can imagine, I don't understand what's going on there. What, how have they got into that such a mess? Politics. They're way Politics. Be- I know, they're way behind on the vaccinations, right? And they've got some French guys who oh, I can't do a French accent very well, so do an English one. Um, so, go on, go for it. Yeah, this is a, this is a little sketch here. <laughs> so laugh at the end, yeah? Um, I had the AstraZeneca vaccine. No, I haven't written it, just off the top of my head. I had the AstraZeneca vaccine. I came home in the afternoon and my goldfish was dead. Now, I spoke to my neighbour. She had the vaccine last week and she found a dead pigeon in her garden. I think we should do a deep investigation of the AstraZeneca vaccine. Is this a coincidence? I don't think it is. I think the AstraZeneca vaccine is killing everything. But that's the level they're at, isn't it? That's how stupid they are. Is that accent? Well, you can do a French accent, Pete. Make an excuse up for why you should ban this and do the French accent. That's how far, how ridiculous they become. There are people becoming pregnant while taking the vaccine, but there's no connection to that. It's just nuts. Any, anything I think happen. it's even worse than that, isn't it? I think that uh, the actual cases of blood clots are less than in the yeah, normal population. Yeah, that's what I read. Uh, yeah, so, so, so apparently, yeah. if you're going to draw a conclusion, you should probably draw the conclusion that it's preventing blood clots. But I'm just thinking, are they seriously, if the politicians are doing this on a political level, they're killing people just to say, no, the English, they've left Brexit, they're not doing better than us. No, no way, no way, no way. 
No, we're yeah. banning it. It's, uh, Ethel has hurt her knee after the She fell. Joe Biden fell on the steps. Uh, that's why. Any old excuse they're trying to come up with. Look at the facts and the data. This is a, a, an opinion. See, opinion is very dangerous. When I look at ITV sometimes, you know that Piers Morgan's gone, he had an opinion. He was quite good at that opinion <laughs> thing, though. He was, at the moment, they're on there. They just get a lot of politicians on there or, or you know, journalists say, right, let's talk about this. I thought, I don't, why are you talking about it? I don't care what you think about it. Give me some yeah. facts, yeah. But I, I don't well, want opinion. Many, um, how many cups of coffee have you had today? None. I, just, I don't <laughs> wow. know what it was. Do you know what it was? I normally have a couple of drinks on a Friday night with, with, the, with the wife, uh, but uh, so, so it's a big night tonight. So I'm going to hold off, and I watched Steve on his, on his DJ decks last night. Um, I'm going to hold off and have a few drinks tonight, because, of course, Wales is going to win the Grand Slam, and that's worth celebrating. You know? So, uh, so that's this is you on a Saturday game, without Yeah, this is why I'm pepped up. Uh, anyway... <laughs> Okay, so here we are then, right? So let's get into stocks and shares a little bit. Uh, are you a gambler or investor? Right, I saw that. Do you see that gamble that guy did at Cheltenham? Mm, and yeah. uh, I cover this in my first lesson on the investment club. I say basically why gambling and investing is different. You can sway the odds in your favour with investing. You can't in gambling. All you can do is put less down on the bet. That's all you can manipulate. So if you want to put 10, 10, 10 quid or 5 quid, you can only change that part of it, you know? Everything else is out of your hands, pretty much. So Paul Dean, he was going to win 500,000 from a 5 quid bet. If, if his red-hot favourite, Envoy Allen, wins uh, the, the final leg, so it, 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 it uh, accumulator. And uh, it was four to, it was, what is it? It was four to nine on. Envoy, Envoy Allen was four to nine on. So that means put nine quid on, so it was odds on. Nine, nine to four on. Uh, nine to four, yeah. So, so if you've got nine quid on, you get four quid back if it won. Mm. So normally it's the way around. So and someone on Twitter said, oh, it'll, it'll pee it. Easy. It's hot favourite. Red hot favourite. And someone mm. said, well, you can cash out for, half, um, for quarter of a million. So he'd win 500,000 or 250,000 if he cashed out. And I said on Twitter, would you cash out, you know? And uh, I think the replies were 91.4% said yes. 8.6% said no. Now, I'm, I'm assuming they're taking the mick there, playing around, because why would you even try and gamble that? Could you understand that? I mean, I was, I, one, I was one of them. You, you really? <laughs> yeah. yeah, for a laugh, because listen. No, why, well, genuinely, I would, I, would have, I would have kept it. Are no, you, you wouldn't. serious? No, you yeah. wouldn't. Why would you well, risk that? Yeah, okay, this is, this is the maths of it. Why would you risk, right, a 4.9 million percent gain from the five pit? You've got, that's up to 250 grand. That's how much gain he's had so far for just a 104% one. So you're talking about a 4.9 million percent gain. You've already got that. It's in the bag. But you're risking all that for 104% gain. See, that, yeah. that's always have to weigh off the odds there. And what happened is he, he cashed out. But if he'd gone with the bet, Envoy Allen, the, the red-hot favourite that didn't pee it, uh, fell at the second hurdle. <laughs> yeah. and so, but you could have said that same they would have let him cash out on any of the four previous bets and he would have earned more money than he put on like yeah, the yeah, whole point yeah. of a, a four, five uh, bet accumulator is you stick with the five bets yeah, otherwise but, you don't do a five bet accumulator but when does it become material you know that's mm. what you know, I mean the, the previous one wasn't it if you look at it the previous one was like um let me get it up because the previous one wasn't it was, it was a decent chunk but it wasn't material was it to the let me go back and have a look because in the BBC they yeah. did Probably still was for five pound though. Yeah, no, for five yeah. pound. Yeah, but, you, you, but when you talk about quarter of a million, you talk about buying. A, you can buy a house in some parts of the country, can't you? With that, a nice house, you know, half decent house. You can buy a whole town in Wales. Yeah, exactly. Well, exactly. There's, there's houses in Wales, terrace house in Wales. But how much yeah. Steve, can you get a nice terrace house in the Ronda for? Oh, uh, probably about sixty, seventy grand. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah exactly. So, uh, no. In fact, the reason why it went up is because Bob. Ollinger, the one, he, whatever he's called, uh, the, the, the leg before was twenty-five to one. So that jump, the previous one before that was sorry, four to one. So that twenty-five percent of one really l lifted it up. So you think oh, that was his outside bet? Yeah, yeah. Then he went for a favourite in the final one. Yeah, and no, no, but but then go on, one beat. As I say, the parallel with <clears throat> with investing here is that you know on the on the rises. And the difference with gambling is that, like, you can cash out a little bit, can't you? Because you can de-risk as you go up yeah, uh, yeah. and you can stay in and stay in. Uh, whereas gambling is always a bit all or nothing, isn't it? And like yeah. Paddy said, he's, he, can cash, he could have cashed out earlier um, all the way along the line. It's, it's how risk averse you are. So you're like, oh, I'll go one more bet. I'll go one more race, one more race. Uh, but then you get to that point where it's a quarter of a million and any sensible person would cash out, 
surely. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I remember Gavin said to me, well, g- investing is like gambling. And I said, no, so many different levels yeah. it's not. Because, yeah. you know, with a, with, a, with a bet, you pretty much, you can go each way, of course, but if you put a bet on and you're racing against other horses, you don't know what, those horse, what drugs those horses are on <laughs> or you don't know what drugs your <laughs> horses are on, you know, but um, and uh, one of those horses can knock you over and that's not the same as investing and it's not all or nothing like you said at the end. You don't lose it all. You may have to take mm. a bit of a knock, but you can do your own research. And you're not a, it's not a race. And also, like, so you can take money out, put money in. It's so many different ways. And, and you can, like I said, in my first lesson about risk, there's so many ways you can avoid risky gamble plays in investing. The sectors, for example, oil and gas, for example, you know, wildcat drills, that's a gamble. And also, if you're starting yeah. investing in a company that's doing preclinical or clinical trials, that's pretty much a gamble. It's odds against. And it, don't uh, you, do you, do, uh, you know, all that stuff. Sorry. Yeah, and also uh, in investing, a horse can fall over and actually get back up and win the next race. Exactly. I don't know what the, the analogy that is. You can crash and burn because for, for a short period, well, some, uh, for some reason, some bad news, yeah. but it doesn't mean it's dead and that race isn't over. The horse can get back up and actually regenerate. <laughs> and, are, you, are you talking about EUZ? Yeah, no, I will go to that now. Listen, one, one other thing is, is that if you look at that gain, right, it's a bit like investing because the bigger a stock gets, the less percentage gain you get, you know? And that's what I'm saying. From a small point, from a small level, small caps move faster. If you want bigger returns, they're riskier. But like I said, you won't, you find it very hard to get, find some decent businesses, growing businesses below 10 million market cap or 20 million market cap. But once you find one, it's like mining, it's like mining diamonds, Every now and again, they'll get little bits here and there, diamond mines. And every now and again, you know, once every couple of months, they'll get a decent-sized diamond, you know? And that makes up for everything. And that's a bit like uh, micro-cap, small-cap investing. Once you get that one, it's, it'll transform your portfolio. And, and, uh, but there's a lot of rubbish down there. But if you want big growth, a big reward, you have to take on a bit of risk. But then you can manipulate those, those risks. And you can do that just by doing a bit of research and, and not investing in certain areas. Um, anyway, do you know what? Yeah, talking about uh, so this week, Steve uh, on WhatsApp come out of the blue said, "Now I'm at an all-time high." Party emoji. Also, a good few days for EUZ. Yes, Justin, I still hold. <laughs> I thought, what? We all said you still hold. European mm. met what? Steve, what happened there? I thought you should dump that anyway. What happened? I don't understand. Why do you still hold that? Um, no, I'm Team Lawrence, so you know I'm I'm sticking there all the way. I don't think even Team Lawrence is Team Lawrence. No. <laughs> I, I, yeah, do you know what? It's just one of those ones. I, I got stung quite badly on that. I put quite a bit of money into it. Um, and every now and then, there's it, it like randomly out of the blue, there's a spike happens, and I'm just waiting for that next significant spike. And then I'll sell. Well, I would say, do you know in most people make most mistakes, right, investing? Is it in, investing in EU's ads, yeah. Well, no, they, but they buy high, sell low. Because the reason why they do that is because... The fear of missing out and the noise around a stock is, is at the loudest when it's mm. high. Because everyone's shouting about it. I'm up 20, uh, no, 120%, 200%, all this. Everyone's shouting about it. So it's going to the moon. And that's why buying low sell high is very hard because the psychology yeah. is flips. It's, 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 yeah, you know. but, you know, I did buy at the right price. I bought at the same time as all you lot did. But for some reason, when it hit about 95% in profit, you all kind of took profit and I didn't. And then, yeah. you know, the story no, from there. No, I, literally... lost, I, lost, I lost thousands on that. Okay, well, <laughs> um, Pete and okay. Justin made profit on it. And uh, uh, and it just like fell off a, a wall overnight, didn't it? And yeah, I just kind of just yes. sat there. And, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, do you know what? You criticised me, right, for my strategy and tweaking it and all that. No, but, I I, 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 no, but the boys did. Pete and, uh, Pete and Paddy had to go on WhatsApp this no, week. Whoa, there was no criticism. The new strategy. No, I said, no, listen, I, I, it's easy to veer off course a little bit. As a skier, it's easy to go off piste, but do you know what? It's a bit more fun, maybe. But it's a uh, it's clear a bit, decision. It's a bit more fun, but you can get hurt there off piece if you don't know what you're doing. But every time you you know take a hit, you're going to learn from it. You know that's the lessons you learn in the stock market. And one of those things I learned was, as you know now, I don't do resource stocks. Why? Because they're nowhere near cash generation, real value generation. That means they're pop and drop. And, they, and you can hang in there, Steve, and it will pop. And it can pop massively. And it can pop for like a, not only a day, but a couple of weeks. But sooner or later, if they're not generating real cash... Where are they going to get the cash from? Have they actually done any drilling yet? Are they still faffing around? They've drilled it about 
uh, several holes. There's stuff down there. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. And, I, and to be fair, I'm the same. I'm going to get out of resource stocks. You know, um, uh, like uh, United Oil and Gas. I'll get out of that at some point as well soon. No, but hang on, no, that's a bit no, different. No, 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 I know wait, it's not the same don't, thing, but don't, don't lump them all together under this no, no, no. umbrella of resource stocks because. Yeah, Not yeah. all resource stocks are born equal. No, no, no. no and this my, is, point this is, is, my point is, yeah. I'm just waiting for that because we all know UZ will have a pop day because it has them quite regularly. And when it does, I'll cash that money out. So, and I will take a loss on it, a hit on it, no problem. But at the moment, I'm at quite, I think I'm about minus 69%. So, you know, I'd, I'd, I'm just going oh, for it yeah, to pop. Stick with it. Yeah, <laughs> just do a little <laughs> no, 20, 30%, you know, yeah, and I'll yeah. take the money out. Yeah, but do you know what? Um, see, this is where we have to draw, draw a line of distinction, right? And I, I, I try and point this out, what is it, at, on the reward video. There's two different ways you can, a company gets money. You know, only, there's only two different ways, pretty much. Uh, and one is they generate cash from their operations. That means they make a profit, all right? And that means they, that there's cash, you know, there's a margin between uh, what the costs are to make a product and what it is to sell it. There's a margin there, and that is a profit. And that goes to the bottom line, and that that's generates real cash. That's real value. That's sustainable value. That's why share prices will rise for years and years and years, and they keep doing that without dropping. You know, there's no pop and drops. That's sustainable value. Now, if you're a company like a resource company that's drilling, there's no revenue, they can only raise money you know, by, by loaning it or by, by equity or convertible loan notes. So, so, and that's definitely dilutive to shareholders. So if that's going to happen, now, now that's why when every resource company pops massively, you can expect if they, if you check the cash balance, but I mean, you can expect them to do a fundraise sooner or later because they're always going to need cash for a long time before they get to that level where they are. Most of them won't. Some, I, I, I had a guy on, um, CEO of a resource company, said only 3% of resource companies will get to the point where they'll be producing real money. You know, because it's, it's highly risky, it's raised a lot of money, uh, sometimes commodity prices change and it makes it less favourable for banks to loan to them. So it's, it's, it's all different reasons, but it's fine. If you want to do resource stocks, you can earn good money, but you have to trade it because, you know, they'll pop, they'll do a fundraise, it'll drop. And, uh, and it's news-driven, it's not value-driven. And there's a hope, hype potential. You also... Um... Mm. I guess with um, with them, you also have to watch out for the fact there's probably lots of people who also got burnt, no? Yeah, so no, exactly. They're all probably yeah. just sitting there waiting for whatever that percentage number they've got in their head is, and so when it hits that point, everyone's gonna. Yeah, what was well, the latest fund? What was the fundraise where we got in? It was like fifteen p or something, was it? Was so it for what? With that, I can't remember. What oh, the I don't was, know. There, there was one. There was one number which which I think everyone got involved in. They consolidated. So if it they? gets above that, yeah, then. Then maybe everyone will sell, suddenly sell, and it might just you know go through the floor again. Then mm. the share consolidation. I don't know what the, the old money was now, but the new money is uh, what are they at now? Uh, so they, yeah, fifteen pence <laughs> now. So um, yeah, but look at the last um, last spike. There is there. I'm not saying they do it now. You have to check the bank balance. But if you look recently, Steve, it's it popped to like what from nine pence or ten pence to sixteen pence. Which if you're a trader, that's good. You know. Yeah, I'll but, do, I'll do but, that. I'll take that. It's yeah. about, is, it about, is it about two uh, two years? In fact, that was probably actually. It was, and I, I should have cashed out then, to be honest. But yeah. I've just been. It was just. It just kept going up and up and up. And I was like, oh, I'll ride this for a bit. And then obviously, I didn't put a stop loss in, and it went back down again. So here we are, still. Yeah. yeah. So, so 12, 12, 12. 12.75 now. So it's gone from it hit sixteen, come back to twelve. 12. So it's just popping up. Because, you know, there are a lot of traders in there, and it's a small cap stock. There's also mm. the added complexity. They need to raise funds probably sooner or later. Um, you know, they will. I mean, I don't know when, but they will need to do it sooner. Or later because they haven't got you know they're not generating cash so where do they get it from you know so so uh, yeah I'm going to dig it up <laughs> yeah. if so, I can get 50% of my money back fast. I'll be happy well I won't be happy but yeah I'll, I'll be semi-happy semi-happy semi, -happy. semi, semi, -happy. Yeah, semi -happy. Me. I sold at 92% down in there Oh yeah, so, okay, sometimes, sometimes right I, I, that's why you change strategy so what I learned from that now is I don't go for companies that are not generating revenue or not close to generating real values and profit is cash are they cash flow negative or positive that's what always look, always look at that now because that's why I'm comfortable putting bigger money in you know companies that are generating because they're not going to be pop and drop you know they're going to be less yeah. volatile they'll be a little bit volatile but they're not going to be like resource companies will do you know could do 100% in one day and then come down 60% the next day I, I don't want that you know because like for like net for net you know a lot of people it's a false economy are losing money on these they, they see the massive rises they don't see the massive falls, you know, and so um, I prefer a more steady rise, wouldn't you? Less, less of a sort of, you know, sex, drugs and violence rise and just... Uh, I, I, I'm comfortable having a proportion of my portfolio exposed to the resource stocks, but, you know, be it 10, 15%, something like that. 
and, yeah. and ha- have a little fun corner over there that has that kind of up and down. But they're quite they're good resource stocks, not uh, perhaps the likes of these. The Pete's fun about. corner. Let's have a your fun corner, Pete. Let's have a fun corner. What's your good resource, Doctor? Pete? I'm drawing, drawing a distinction between him and Steve. <laughs> Mine are good resource, Doctor. Steve, yours are trash. Right. Uh, <laughs> he's already just talking about United, United aren't you? It's a good one. Yeah, United, guys, they are generating. I don't know if they're cash flow positive. I mean, they're generating revenue, but um, are, they, are they making a profit? I don't know. But, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Their timeline and Brian and the team, you know, are sticking to what they're saying. And I. They they say what they're going to do and they seem to be delivering. So I'm sort of happy just following that and the share price is being reflected in that. What so, else is uh, in the fun corner, Pete? What else is in my... Well, we talked about it last week. Predator, I still own a Predator. bit of that. Nice. What's happened there? Has that come down or has it gone back up? What's happened there? No, it's gone back up. It's above the placing price. Is it? There's a, I've got to yeah. say, there's a lot of... Um, I can see a lot of positive sentiment towards... Oh, hang on, it's rolling over a little Didn't bit. Didn't they have some weird loan notes going on or something for a long time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that all cleared now? Yeah. Uh, no, convertible loans. Yeah, that, that was there. But the um, Pete admitted he didn't know uh, anything about it last time. So someone asking him about in-depth loan notes. Yeah, when, uh, exactly. He, I don't know the whole story. But I, my stop loss that you know kicked in last week. If that hadn't, um, I'd be I have a bit more money at the moment. But anyway, but uh, I've still got a bit of a holding there. And Asia Met's my other resource stock. Really, still got that? Of course. <laughs> I'm with That's you. Fine. Yeah. I'm, not with, I'm not with you in the stock, obviously. But yeah, I am. That's all right. That's fine. Yeah, yeah, One day yeah. that'll be 10p and I'll be like, see, told you. Maybe you won't sell them, you know. Oh, and, okay, uh, I gave up the, on that. Yeah, 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 me too. Uh, again, you've got to move on. Sometimes take the loss, take the hit, move on. Consolidate your portfolio. Don't, you know, don't dilute your portfolio. Again, it's, it's share dilution, but there's, you mm. know, share holdings dilution. The more you have, the less... Less risk you have, less reward you have, though, you know. Uh, but, but by the way, one of the guys on, on the Discord group uh, recently, I don't know if you saw FUM, no, where was it yesterday? I think it was uh, one of the big rises yesterday. FUM, I think it was, uh, did 100% in a day. But um, he said he held on for ages, and at last it's pe- uh, pulled off, and he sold it. It went up uh, 155%, yeah, Futura Medical. They had some kind of news out, um, a European sort of, uh, what was it, received recommendation wow. from the... A medical EU notified body. But anyway, one of the products there. Uh, but it yeah. went up. But he, he sold. He said he sold too early. He said I oh, gutted. He said well, that for ages. I was in loss. He went 155 percent. I sold it too early. And yeah. I said, what do you? I said you can never guess how, how, how far how, how high a stock will go. But in that situation, I said, what can you learn from that? And all you stop can loss. do, yeah, stop loss. I mean, when you get a company that's a stock that goes completely berserk. Don't limit your upside. You know, by selling, that means selling where you think it's going to stop. You, you never know where it's going to stop. So right. if a company goes up by 50%, don't sell straight away. Put a stop loss in so you'll bag that, you know, so 45 or 50 or 40%. So you're happy to come down terms then. But then uh, watch it. When it's on a berserk day like that, move it up a bit. If it goes up by 100%, then move it up to your stop loss up to 80%. So you're going to have 80% profit, you know. So that kind of thing, just do that on that. Because you yeah. shouldn't limit your upside on that. Because I've seen companies... In the small cap arena, go absolutely. Bizarre. I think it was, was it independent oil and gas once went up to six hundred percent in one day. And I remember talking to Malky on the podcast. I said, "Look, it's got up by one hundred and five percent." I said, "I wouldn't get in here." And they went up by another five hundred percent. So yeah. you know, the, by if you sold at one hundred percent, brilliant. It's good return, yes. But that limp to, that's the whole thing with stocks of shares. You know, the downside is limited yeah. um, by one hundred percent. You can lose one hundred percent of your money. But the upside is unlimited. You know, theoretically, it can go on forever. So don't limit that upside because all you need is one of those and it can transform your portfolio and it can take your portfolio from a loss maker to being profit. So don't limit, don't limit the upside, guys. That's what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Anyway, um, yeah, uh, what's that? What's that? Uh, do you know what I'm talking about then? You're talking about Brian and the team. Uh, mm. I talk to a CEO salesman. But on, on Twitter, you can accept that there are people ramping stocks. They genu- generally will not have their real name or real picture attached to their profile. You know, they'd be ramping like crazy. But they can do that because they're not on the board. They're not, you know, they're not in connected to the company apart from holding. They want to sell their stock at a profit. So don't believe everything you see on Twitter. But you know, this is going to the moon. But when a CEO does it, be careful. Because they are, they are meant to be bound by certain sort of, uh, you know, re- regulatory sort of uh, guidelines. And, and uh, I'm not going to say anything, but uh, if you listen to the podcast this week, there's a CEO on there really using the adjectives, you know, massive, huge, significant. He said that several times. And I think mm. be careful of that because a CEO should be, you know, 80% substance and maybe a 20% salesman, not the other way around. 
And in fact, yep. we know this, this, this CEO, boys. Did you actually had... mention this CEO just like literally about 30 seconds ago before you started saying that? <laughs> no, 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 not Brian. Brian's very okay, measured. Okay, no, okay, not Brian. Brian. No, 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 not Brian from the United States. No, Brian from the United States. Let me just yeah, clear that. No, Brian, no, no let me clear that. Let me clear that. I thought Brian's been understated several times when he came yeah. on the podcast before. Well, considering the, op- you know, the potential, and he understands the risk, though, and all the gas. Significant. I think he's been, no, but there's been, on this week on the podcast, been a CEO who said massive several times. He said huge quite a few times. This is about the potential of the company. And, uh, and yeah, so be careful that because. Don't uh, tell anyway. us the name of the CEO, but what's, um, what's the company? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we've had uh, previous experience with this, uh, this, this, company, this uh, CEO, and the company went bust. Went, uh, went oh. pop. So, uh, and uh, and it, 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 it was equally bullish then. I'm not saying he's not right this time. He could be right. And it could, it could be, you know, the last time could be unfortunate situations and all that. But be careful of rampy because. They shouldn't be like that, really. They should be a no. bit more measured, you know. And uh, and in fact, so, do you know who's super measured? It's like Richard from Plarian. I wish he'd be like a bit more rampy. Oh, I'm trying to drag yeah. it out to him. He's very scientifically based and very measured. I mean, Richard, just can't tell me a fifty bagger, Richard, yeah? Richard, let loose, Jesus! <laughs> I know. On. I know. Um, yes. Yeah, so what's the deal then? They've announced their corporate action, haven't they? Yeah. This yeah. Week? That was good. Listen, this is a company that's pretty much pre-revenue. Right? It's a small bit of revenue, but you know, can make the market. It's not a lot. They raised 25 million at a less than 8% discount. One of the biggest yeah. backers they have came in as well, f- followed their money. All directors pretty much followed their money. Um, that's good. That's what's called a good fundraise. People say, what about placings? It depends. A placing is different animals, you know, the different things. I mean, certain places are very good. You know, like that now will. T- and in my mind, there's no reason to sell Polarian now. If you're going to sell it, maybe sell it on the day they announce the FDA uh-huh. as. Um, as uh, passed them for commercialization, because that will happen. They get passed pretty much, I think. And uh, but the travel and sentiment is now. Now is the positivity will start building. You may see a bit of churn in, pri- in private investors took the place, and maybe, maybe I don't know. But I mean, this will start generating real sentiment, and I think it'll it'll really start to you know move upwards towards that date, which is October the fifth. That's the Purdue date when the FDA will say, the man from FDA, he say yay. When they say that, right. I think... Um, oh, yeah. let's hope so. So the, the, the uncertainty was this. Everyone sort of knew they needed to raise a bit of cash, pretty much. We looked at it uh, before that date or close to that date. But they've done it now. So that uncertainty is removed. They've got 25 million big ones in their back pocket, you know? But, uh, and they've got... Uh, it's an open offer for existing shareholders, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's one for 50. I mean, I've got enough anyway. I mean, it's, like, it's, like, it's yeah. like once every 50 shares you hold, that just shows how much oversubscribed it was. They didn't want... They, 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 it's a nod to the private investor, but essentially, institutions mm. wanted a lot um, yeah. because they see it as a... a, it's a the, mark my words, this is a potential... And I say this, it, you can track, look at the figures. It's a potential, you know, billion pound plus company if they, if they do. And I don't see why it doesn't, because their system is better. It's more efficient. It's, it's more accurate than any other system out there. And, long, and mm. did you see what Richard said? Um, there are 40 million people in the US with uh, probably lung conditions every year. Um, and he said that's just, that's just gone up by 25 million because of COVID, long COVID. So their market mm. just got literally 50% bigger. Um, and no other machine could do what, what they do. Of, sorry, what sort of percentage of your portfolio is Polarian? Uh, I think about uh, 10 percent of that. Yeah, I'm about the same. Yeah, okay. But uh, oh, uh, I'm a lot more. Yeah, yeah. I think it's, it's, it's one of those ones. Honestly, it, it, I, I, a while back, had you underwater, and I said, don't sell it now. Honestly, it's one of these companies that can transform your portfolio, and that is genuinely. I don't know anyone. You know, people from, uh, you know, for example, Alexander um, Vadim from. SP Angel, head of healthcare there, he used to say he holds it. I mean, he won't talk about it anymore because um, they moved broker to a bigger broker and that was uh, Steve Feldman. Oh, yeah. Listen, they're going to listen to the NASDAQ. Yeah, that's, that's the, that's, I try to get Richard to say that in the, the podcast and he did pretty much say it, in, in, but he won't <laughs> say it in, the, in that way. Yeah. The reason why we went with that broker is because they're in America. Polarium are based in America. Most of the systems on trial in, in, you know, in clinical surroundings are in America. Um, the, now the broker they've got has got a big American uh, operation. It's a big you know, broker. And, and if you look at the fundraise, right, the, every fundraise they've done has gone up in price, up in value. That is what's called a successful business. People don't like fundraisers, but as a, as a CEO, you just point at the chart of what they raise and you say, look, every time the fundraise has been bigger and it's been at a higher level. 
And people, mm. in, if pre, new investors, big institutional investors, are encouraged by that. That's what they want to see. Because they want to know if they put money in now, will it be higher in six months' time or 12 months' time? And they'll follow but, their money, but, you know? And the thing is, you're talking about the potential of it being a billion-dollar market cap. Well, you know, that's a 10-bag from here. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. it's around 100 million now, isn't it? So, yeah, yeah. like... I, I know what you're saying, you've got enough, whatever, and I'm looking at my exposure, it's 10%, and I'm thinking, well, hmm, I, I, could, I could put a little bit more in here, I think, and now it's come down to around 60p, or it could take up the open offer. Well, you know, know one thing, what's the worry here, right? Well, small, small cap stocks, right, with no revenue or little revenue, the biggest worry is cash. They've got no, they no yeah. worry for that, right? Now, what is the rest of the worry? The rest of the worry is that they, they won't get FDA clearance. I don't think that's going to happen, you know? Um, it's like this past phase three trials, it's safe, it yeah. works, everything's there. They just have to go through the formal, you know, rubber stamping, what do you call it, stamping the, you know, past the yep. FDA. That's uh, it. And it takes a long time to do that. Um, and they couldn't um, fast track it. They weren't allowed to fast track it. So the FDA are not allowed to fast track it because it's a head on head to head clinical trial. To, own, to be fast tracked, you've got to be brand new in a certain field and a novel sort of um, sort of you know a drug or device that's never out there yeah. before. And then they'll fast track because they said we're not. We're just a lot better than what's out there at the moment. So, uh, but everything on every level, it's like it makes it's yeah. MRI. MRI. Do you see with the normal for clinical trials? If you know use the normal, I don't know what spiro tectometry, the, the stuff that's used at the moment. They only need 524 patients to get the same kind of accuracy as playing get for 24 patients. Yeah. And that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's the difference in, in price and everything. It's not, and it's not, it's not harmful. So it's, it, to me, it's, it's nailed on. It's one of those stocks. It's a big stock, yeah, but it, it's still got, still got massive potential. And I thought, I, I, there's no but way of it. Yeah, and I look at it and sort of go, I know that it has, obviously has risen from where we, we were buying around 25, 30p, whatever. I think 19p was when we started buying. But um, even now and even after that rise, when we talk about the potential, and there's always that, uh, tendency to sort of think, look for the next new thing, the next new company. And of course, it hasn't had a big move yet because there, there's obviously a big gain to have, be had. But at the same time, when you know the story, you know the stock and it's getting better all the time, uh, you know, the more I think about it, I go, well, it's an opportunity to average up mm-hmm. um, because you're actually... Yeah, you, yeah. You kind of, well, you well, yeah, there's more information to become clear because yeah. that big investor got involved as well, didn't they? The one yeah. who'd probably end up buying them. Bracco, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. So Bracco, mm. just, just, if you look at Bracco, right, they, they've got like, I don't know, 10,000 employees and ridiculous. They turn over billions. They're in that area, diagnostic analysis, you know, and all that stuff. They bought the, the, the current chairman of Polarian, who's got skill in the game. He had a Blue Earth Diagnostics company and Bracco um, bought, or Bracco, bought that for 450 million. And Polarian's kit has got wider applications, a bigger market. So you can see even on that benchmark, and the fact that the, the chairman's got you know chunk of skin in the game, yeah. Bracker's got a, a chunk of skin in the game. Richard uh, has got, um, I mean, it's, it's not much now, but he's got one over one percent of the company, which is what's that? It's over a million quid, isn't it? So um, you know, yeah. it's meaningful. Yeah. So, so yeah. can I can I add to the weekend podcast vocabulary here and call this an opportunity? Yes. Oh, no. oh yes. yes. As long as it's yes. a, 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 a bit, Pete, do you know what you are really? Is, is, is an idiot. What, in the, in the saying, no, in the sayings... A wordsmith. You know, you know, like, uh, I was going to be a lot, lot less kind of that. But you are like a one-hit wonder that has a couple of other hits, very similar. Very, sim- <laughs> very similar to the, the first hit you had, but not as good, you know? Yeah, <laughs> you're like, leave, uh, leave that now, Pete. Like, yeah, like leave, in Mel and Kim, you know, something like that. The uh, first hit was big, and then they came out with a couple of other hits um, from the mm. Stock Egg and Water- Waterman Hit Factory. <laughs> And, um, Mel and Kim, they're such a, yeah. such a random song. <laughs> and they, they, it's a good song, but it's very similar to the last, but not quite as good. You know, so what was I, that song they had? I did a set fresh for the weekend. Yeah, that was a great tune. Yeah, but the rest, mm-hmm. can you name the second hit they had? Respectable. Oh, oh, respectable yeah, was the first one. one. Respectable was the first one. Respectable. And, uh, yeah, but uh, what I'm saying is, uh, the opportunity was a cracker. Now, the spin-offs... Don't worry. That's the other one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, was that the one after spin-off? her sister died? Or was that the one Yeah, no, it was the one... Okay, well, yeah, we'll leave it there. Uh, yeah, sister died. That was very sad, wasn't it? Twins. and Mel or Kim, yeah. I don't know which one it was, but uh, one of them passed away. Anyway, uh, let's move on. Thanks, Paddy brings the tone Thanks, down. Thanks, Paddy. Yeah, yeah it, was a, it was a nice poppy yeah. sort of uh, re- you know, reference there. Paddy brought it down with... Death. Yeah. Anyway. Um, um, we're saying that the spin-off from Dropportunity, opportunity. Opportunity. No. It's an opportunity. 
Oh, uh, well, it sort, it sort of works. Right. Opportunity, opportunity. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I maybe. think it's going to get confusing, Pete. I think you just stick with your, you know, your bestseller. Yeah, I think you're diluting your brand there, Pete. Yeah. Uh, my, right. my, my opportunity brand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe in, in terms of your, um, like you've got your fun corner with high risk. Mm-hmm. Maybe this is a, a lower risk corner, like a. Uh, um, yeah. I don't right. know what the word would be. Bo- so, boring. Corner. So, so can I move us on, guys, to um, to Sorry, yeah. to, uh, to Trufin? Uh, <laughs> I, I like Trufin a lot. And a lot of, some, somebody said to me, hang on, your strategy is like sub-20 million, you're looking around that level. And I've got off piece to that, and I've got up for b- bigger companies. And Trufin, people said, well, that's now 62 million. That's not in your strategy. Ah, but hang on a sec. There are, Trufin, there are four companies in Trufin, right? Four fintech companies. Uh, I think two very exciting, one very good, one bit boring. Um, and they are valued, they've got about 15 million in cash. So take that off, take the cash off, and you've got about, uh, what, 50, uh, 50 million less than that in, in market caps. So excluding cash, the companies are worth about uh, 50 million. So divide that by four. That's pretty it's much still over ten. It sounds like you're bending your strategy ever so slightly. No, but that's no, but this is, If you look at the last re- release, they're going to they're looking to sell to those companies. So what happens is they sell those companies, they return cash to shareholders, which they do, and the market cap goes down. So, so but but the two. But listen to this. But, but also those four companies aren't equal, so I wouldn't say it's not fifty to one. I know four. that, but listen. <laughs> but, but I'd say Playstack or Satago on its own is worth yeah. the entire market cap of Trufin. Yeah. Yeah. So if place... you squint, it's less more. It's worth less. <laughs> Turn your head to the side a little bit and put some glasses you hold on. Hold the numbers far away. They're smaller. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, but listen, right? So it's, it's four parts of the business, right? There's the, the exciting one, I think, which is Playstack, and there's also Satago. Oxygen is very good as well, and, and Virtus is, is a bit boring, right? So Playstack is a game publisher. It's like you know, whilst that big stack was valued at eighty million when it really popped up, right? And now it's worth what twenty-five million. Now, Playstack, right, it's got a, a hit game. It's got lots of hit games, that could, but there's a big one. They've got Doctor Who game. They've got lots of games. They're a publisher. They're also fund. They fund for new publishers. And so they get equity in new games, pretty much, by funding that. Um, there's all different parts of it. But what's exciting is they just released Mortal Shell, which they own 100% of. It was a hit. Oh, I love Mortal <laughs> It was a, uh, it's a, what's they call it? What they call it? What they call it? First person uh, killer? Well, I don't know. First person right. FP combat FP or whatever. But it, but it's a, it's, a, it's, a big, it's a big hit, right? It's a, a massive hit. Um, it's double the revenue of uh, of uh, the company of uh, Trufin. Um, they're going to come out with um, it's, it's won quite a few awards for best new game. They're going to do Mortal Shell Two probably, and I didn't understand the dynamics, of this, the economics of this. Apparently, the hardest bit is going to hit, of course, because there's so many games out there. Once you get a big hit on your hands, then the franchise kicks in. See, Pete, this is unlike your franchise where you drop tunes and stuff. It can get stronger right. rather than weaker. Just right. like Mel and Kim. Yeah. <laughs> so because because obviously before Mortal Shell existed, there was no fan base. Now there's an installed fan base already waiting for Mortal Shell 2 so, and uh, spend the world. So that'll get bigger and better. So the revenue from Mortal Shell 2 will probably be a lot better than Mortal Shell 1. Um, and they've also got uh, this starting to... And that, that's not only that. It was signed up by Epic Games, which is... Like, if you know anything about gaming, I only know it's from my kids. Epic Games is the biggest gamer around at the moment. It's the owner of Fortnite. And, of course, they're earning billions. And, um, but it, it, it's, that's huge. But also, they're just about to incorporate within their games... Uh, something called what's it called uh, the Interact platform, which is basically Bidstack Tech. So they've got right, hit games, yeah. they've got a suite of hit games that they've got to fund, and they're about to install this. This is one part of the business of Truefin, right? They've got fifteen is million. Is it actually Bidstack Tech, or is it similar? It's similar, but I mean, oh, right. so that's not unique at the moment. There's a lot of companies now doing that, you know, inserting mm. uh, brand, you know, sort of uh, appropriate sort of stuff in games. Uh, but they've got that in their games. Um, then you've got Satago, which is a different part of the business. They own 100% of these. Satago, basically, it helps uh, small and medium-sized businesses get their invoices paid on time. And that's essential for small companies. You know, if, you know, if you've got cash flow, you could die. Now, they've just done a trial with Lloyds. Lloyds is the biggest bank in the UK. It's, it's, you know, the market share is up at, uh, say, 24%. Next one is Barclays, below 15%. They've just done a six-month trial with, with um, Lloyds. This, this is going to go ahead. Because you don't put that software in and just trial it. And if you read the, the, the release on the trial with Lloyd's, um, 
the, the, the guy from Lodge doesn't seem like he's trying at all. He says, I'm, this is Ben Stevenson. He's the MD and head of invoice finance, uh, ABL at Lloyd's. So I'm delighted to partner with Satago in order to rapidly launch a best-in-class digital working capital solution for our clients. The proposition will help deliver critical funding and digital tools to small businesses in the UK and help them to navigate a challenging external environment. Now, it's a done deal there. Because once you... If you look at the stats as well, 78% of reduction in unpaid invoices over a month uh, when you use the target compared to not using anything else. If you're a small business, you can't chase in round invoices, you've got lots of things to do, you know, you're spinning lots of plates, you just get a bit of software in there. And, it's, and Lloyd's... Will, Lloyd's just send, like, angry emails. Yeah, yeah, it just automates everything, I think. Uh, but, um, but the stats are amazing. But it was growing anyway, um, organically. But if Lloyd's comes in, it'd be massive. Mm. So you've got, you've got Playstack and Citago, and all's already Citago's almost break-even, and then on top of that, you've got Oxygen, which works with, it's a very similar thing, fast-paying invoice thing for um, governments and, you know, more, more sort of uh, public sectors. But do they, so do they white-label this? And the the, the Satago one would be white-labeled, yes, for Lloyd's, yeah. Yeah, right. Because I was going to say, you know, other accountancy packages out there on the market kind of do this stuff that yeah, yeah. SMEs can use. And, yeah. But Lloyd's would then, this is the service that Lloyd's would provide and this yeah, is yeah. the tech that Lloyd's would use, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And if you look at Lloyd's, Lloyd's has got, you know, itself has got, 30 million customers, well, exactly. 65,000 yeah. employees. It's like, that's a massive yeah. market. That will literally, uh, I don't know what, tenfold the sales of Satago. It's obviously lesser, lesser cost for them because it's white labor, but the amount of volume they'll get from that will be phenomenal. And, um, and then you've got Oxygen. That's the market leader, right? Different part of the business. Market leader in, in this public sector finance and invoicing uh, thing. And they've got uh, five-year contracts, 94% client retention, 90% contracted revenue, recurring revenue. So this is what you get, you, you can multiple the value of these companies. When you've got recurring revenue, you've got foresight. You can see what's going to be earned five years in the line. That's why companies with recurring revenue are, are valued a lot more highly compared to people without recurring revenue. Because if you're a business that's a, every, every year go out and find new clients all the time, it's hard work. If those clients mm. are like recurring every year and they just add to the top of it, it's like, you know, and, and, and they are break, they are even they are profitable now. Q2, Q3, Q4, 2020, that's oxygen. And then you've got Virtus, which is a, a boring part. But again, Virtus is on target. It's a loan book thing. That's uh, exceeding its, its target for loan books. Every part of this business is now at reflection point and getting better. And yet it's valued at, well, excluding cash, 15 million, there's four companies in there, and I think literally can be huge. And, they, and not only that, the group is fully funded to achieve profitability. I mean, there's, there's only one the, issue. Uh, what's the CEO like? James, the, uh, lovely guy, yeah, James. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, he's a nice I guy. There's yeah. a man there, that's terrible of me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you can assume. Sorry. Go, on, go on stats alone, you can assume that, can't you? Yeah, it's a good bet. You know, odds on, because if you look at stats, what is it, 90% of CEOs are male? So. Oh, it's rubbish, isn't it? We should do something about that. I'll send an email. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, James is a good guy, in, a nice guy. And now, James used to work for a company called Aragrass years ago, right, which was a mm. fund, right? Now, this is the thing. This is the twist in the tail, guys. There's going to be opportunity here, okay? Because Aragrass still own 20%. They, place, they held 75% of this company recently, but the fund shut, it went bust, whatever, uh, and uh, they had to, to sell the shares. They placed uh, 54% of those shares with other institutions, um, brokers and all that stuff, at 45 pence. They've still got 19.99% left. People are worried about that because it's a big chunk. I don't think so because, first of all, there's an NED, a non-executive director, from Aragras on the board of Truefin. James, like I used to work there years ago. There's a good relationship between them. I think the rest of it get placed, but at a higher level. They could have placed a lot at 45 pence, but I think they wanted more money. So I think they can, they've got a 90-day window where they have to sell it by an orderly market to kind of dump stock. And then after that, which is May the 5th, I think, they can dump the lot if they want. But a month after that, we will hear, within a month, we'll hear whether the trial with Lodge is successful and whether Mortal Shell 2 is coming out, probably. So I, I'm thinking they wait till the share price goes up and they place the rest with another institution in an orderly way. Mm. That's why I'm seeing it. So I don't think there'll be a lot of... I mean, there may be a little bit of discount, but it, it'll be with institutions that'll hold it, you know? So, um, yeah. So uh, I, I, I like Truefin. It's in the right years. Like four fintech companies, or one, play, one gaming company is booming. Three fintech companies are successful. And uh, in fact, one of the shareholders, very interesting, these guys, is called Watrium. Check out these guys. They are basically the Norwegian family office, the Royal Caribbean Cruise Line. And they are old money. And they, they, yes. they hold stock. They own 21% of um, Truefin. They hold uh, stock for generations. They just want to part. They, they don't want to sell anything. They, they t do due diligence on something, and they want to hold it forever. 
and they want to just pass they're like, it down. They're like Steve. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like Steve, exactly like Steve. Good tactics. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. So I think it's an interesting company. Check it out. I think Infection Points, uh, uh, everything's uh, going well there. Uh, it's got a bit of... Um, they're not shouting... I didn't hear about Truthin, you know? They're not shouting about it because they've still got this Aragrass thing that could be an overhang. Yeah. So they don't want to shout about it. But once that's cleared... You've got two big news events coming up, like in uh, in Lloyd's and uh, and, and uh, the other thing. It could go very, 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 very well, I think. So yeah. what's your, what percentage of your, whole, of your portfolio is this now? Uh, well, yeah, I, did, I didn't go big on it, really. I mean, I did, you know, 10% pretty much. All of them, are, you know, pretty much, apart from um, a couple of companies, I'm, I'm overly... It's escape and I'm over that, of course. And, and, uh, but... Um, Oh, it's volatile this week, isn't it? Hey, yeah. Mm. But this, do you know what I was saying on the on the on the weekly Proper webinar? Drop. On the weekly webinar, I don't see the, the reason why I did the last my last video on them a one pound fifty roadmap. There's a roadmap there. Name another company that's generating cash, right? It's very low. It's very l- low risk because they've got cash. They're going to be generating cash now at seventeen sites. Okay, uh, they've got a roadmap to fifty sites, so you can plot the value increase with every site. Just they a open. map, is it? Is it just a map? Well, it's not a map, really, but it's sort of a map because their sites are over a map, aren't they? But, um, but so, mm. name another company where you literally plot out every site that they add adds like three million in, in value. Every site they add, three million in value. Every site they add, three million. Home what, base. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but, yeah, but, yeah, but what I'm saying is that's why I like it because yeah, the story's yeah. there. You know, it's there. Where's the risk? Obviously, left yeah. little events will come, maybe a nuclear bomb or, or a meteorite over there. But, um, you know, I, I think. For, if you look, if you were weighing up risk and reward, that's why I like it. That's why I like it. I see 150 yeah. on this easy in a couple of years. Look three years down the line. You know that's all you gotta do. Look at the business. Don't want the share price. Sometimes people focus on the share price too much. You know, and that's the problem. You shouldn't focus on the share price too much because the share price, you know, going down does not mean you are wrong or the business is 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 in trouble. You know, you need conviction in the stock. And not fall in love with it. There's a difference between discipline and delusion. But focus on the business. The share price warrants short-term worries. That's got nothing to do with it. Think about the business three years in the line. Is it going to be valued more highly than it is now? If it is, don't worry about short-term volatility. That's the share price. Think about the business. The business, yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yes, boss. Yes, boss. Right on. I'm talking about that on the market. It's volatile at the moment. It's very oh. liquid. It's very liquid, very frustrating. But listen... It's getting better. It grew last year by 23% in a COVID year where they, give, disc- where they give discounts to um, agents. Right move dropped by 29% revenue. You know, no other yeah. uh, portal sort of grew apart from on the market. Now, I, I, I'm chatting yeah, Jason Terry. That's, that's from a very low base, though, isn't it? No, but it doesn't matter. They're gaining, no, but they didn't, but they're gaining um, agents and revenue. It doesn't matter. You can, you can say it, but, but, but. You've probably sold it, you've had. No, I haven't. I'm just like for me with them. So there's, they've got two sets of customers. They've got the agents, and they've got ultimately people buying houses. So, but the gatekeeper to the people buying houses are the agents. So they've got to keep them happy. Mm. So yes, uh, you love this. And, the, yeah, uh, oh, the, buddy, buddy. Oh, let me, I, I had an email from no, I, I, I DM Jason, the new CEO, right? And I said um, share price is a bit volatile. Uh, what's that? You, you can be doing a bit of promotion, marketing, stuff like that. Because people are asking me. And he said this, yes, all in good time. And he's very measured. He said, listen, I intend to run the business in a totally different way with the emphasis on building consumer as well as agent engagement. And he's been doing that. He's been having meetings with all the agents. So he literally is focusing on the customers, the both ends, the agent and the consumer. So if that's his focus, (laughs) he's going to do well, isn't he? Hmm. Yeah. It's just patience. The agents agents on that uh, agent's chat board that I that was on the on the link just seemed ambivalent. You know, they didn't, didn't seem particularly excited about it. They didn't seem particularly... I, I know, about but it. let me see. There's two different dynamics here. You are an investor wanting people to be mm. enthused, right? Now, if you have got it on the market, right? If you look at their stream, which is the one... Uh, Jason will retweet it now and again, Jason Teb. But they've got hundreds of people saying good things about on the market. You can go to some chat board where you find three or four disgruntled agents, or maybe they're not... They've got 14,000 agents. They can't get over them all, and you know, Jason's only been in for a couple of months. He's working his way through them, but he wants them satisfied. So you're always going to get delusioned agents. You've got that with right moves, Zoopla, anything. But in my mind, what you're going to look at, that's a sample of like three or four agents, right? That's not a good sample. First of all, look at the revenue. That's a growth. That's the metric that means more to the share price as an investor. Yeah, yeah. But the reason we the reason we got involved in this 
the the story was that uh, they've got a certain percentage of their agents that are on free contracts or free trials. Uh, they've got a certain amount that are only paying a certain amount of money. And the, the big um, upside on this was that they were going to try and convert some of those to higher paying um, deals. But if if people just don't really care about it too much, if, if, they, if, if they're getting all of their leads through Rightmove and Zoopla and those two are so much bigger and so much more useful, so we're about to go into this um, kind of dodgy period financially. I'd, I'd imagine estate agents, if they get asked for more money for a service that they don't really care about, are going to go, eh, we'll just leave it then. See you but later. No, no, but were you getting that? If you looked, I sent you that chart of the comparisons between on the market, leads per month, and Rightmove. And it's not a huge difference. At the start, it was like 10 leads per month for on the market and 170 for right move, right, per month, per agent, right? And now, it's 170 for right move, 146 for on the market. And I've seen people tweeting saying, my leads through on the market are a lot higher quality. And so, I don't know where you're getting that. And, and if you're looking at they're paying a £1,000 a month for right move, and they're paying, on average, 133 quid from the market. If you're going to cut money... And literally, the yeah. leads are better quality with on the market. Who are you going to go with? So, I mean, I think there's always room. They'll probably have two, they'll probably have two portals, but it's whether it's on the right move and Zoopla or right move on the market. And, and, and I say, it's growth. You, with any small company, you've got to focus on growth. And that growth means, in my mind, revenue. Look at that. That's all you've got to go. Growth. Growth, growth, growth. But, that, right? and, and, well, I think this year is going to tell us a lot. Um, because they, he's turned it around now. We actually saw a profit, didn't we? Now, so um, and from previous, it was like a nine million pound loss, I think, wasn't it? The previous yeah, yeah, year or yeah. something. It was, it was huge. So um, turn it around, moving into profitability. If you look at Rightmove, it trades at a PE of forty-five. Mm. I mean, I, you know, if they can get anywhere, you know, near in terms of profit and, and start pushing their profit up and get the operational side of it, you know, going gangbusters, then. If you start looking at PEs like that and look at the evaluations, and we're valued uh, on the market is valued at seventy million now or something. So, I don't know. I just sort of think there's if this year, if that can they can continue the growth there, yeah, the, the share price should be reflected, and we should be a lot higher than where we are now. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's two things here. Okay, first of all, we've got a new CEO in. He's going to try his best. This is his thing. He wants to make this successful, right? His reputation is the line. He doesn't want to come here and fail here. A lot of pressure on him to get this up, right? So he's doing it. He's saying he's, uh, uh, the, the conversation I've had, and he's very confident that he, he's working diligently at getting this. And you know, he said he wants to get customer, consumer engagement, and agent engagement. Uh, help us. Yeah, uh, right move is valued twenty four times its revenue. On the market is valued three times its revenue. Yeah. Even if you even if you maybe up to ten times revenue, you know, yeah. we're talking uh, two hundred thirty million market cap here. We're now right. at 68 and market cap. You know, so. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, so four times um, where we are now. But, so, but, but give Jason yeah. a chance. Like I said, this is what I'm talking about, share price and frustrations of business. Focus on the business. You can go around looking for negatives everywhere. Honestly, you can get agents who are disfranchised with it. Of course you are. You're going to find yeah. that. There's 14,000 agents out there. But... Um, you go on but, if you go on on the markets, uh, you know, social media. You see lots of them. They're really impressed with it. So you know, yeah. but what do you focus on? I'd focus on growth and revenue growth because to me that's a telling thing. If people are paying for it, if they are, that says everything to me. That means the product's wanted. You know. Yeah, uh, and also we've literally been in this stock for five minutes. You know, uh, when did we buy it? Three, four months ago, something like that. You yeah, know, it's, yeah. it's, you've yeah. got to hold on. For, Go give him a chance. Give the CEO a chance. a chance. See yeah. a longer, a longer uh, view of it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Anything else uh, worth ramping? Someone asked about Ilica and the other thing. I said, um, he may sell Ilica, a small pot, you just, just, just start with Ilica. And I said, um, or oh, go for something smaller. I said, yeah, go for something smaller. And someone said, why? You think it's a potential in Ilica? I said, yeah, but I have the fortune of getting in before it doubled, you know? And so when you have that fortune, you've got that, that thing. Now, it's a million million market cap. I mean, no doubt Ilica will go gangbusters you know, in years to come. But I don't know when that's going to be. And uh, so there's plenty of time. So um, what I'm saying is there's times where you can get fast, easy money, and that's before a big rise. If you, if you jump in after a big rise, you know, you've missed out on that rise. You need to get in before the big rise, really, sometimes. But, but they, still seem to be, they still seem to be quite under the radar because I was uh, Googling them this week. And when you try and uh, when you Google solid-state batteries, they don't really come up in searches. Obviously, um, quantum skate come up quite a bit, but, yeah. uh, in fact, quite a lot, but not uh, Illica at all. Well, Illica got, uh, got they got they got poor SEO that yeah they got they got um they got ICO certification they got a certificate my, yeah, my that, kid yeah, yeah. my kids love a certificate when they come home from school so I know they'll be impressed with that <laughs> right. there. yeah 
But um, no, they'll, they'll, listen, they'll get there. This, this, and the thing is, this is now looking quite cheap for a solid-state battery thing. It's, it's starting to get... I know you, it sounds ridiculous, but, I mean, if you look at the comparisons around the world, they are cheap compared to things. But, I mean, so it's up to you. So, so you, you see, I'm, I'm in this now for, like, you know... Hopefully, I'm just going to hold it and sit there and forget about it. I want to forget about yeah. it because I think it'll do well, well. I'm not going to worry about the short-term um, you know, movements in the share price because I think it'll do very well. But I think if you've got a small pot and you're looking to uh, you know, double your money mm. you know, in a short period of time, it's 270 million market cap. They're going to generate 270 million worth of value or perceived value to double. Now, it's a lot easier for a smaller company to, who's at 10 million market cap to, to generate 10 million of perceived value and double. A lot easier than 270 million. So, um, you know, 27... Yeah, but and the other, but the other thing to say with a business like this is that that well, it's had a big move, but it can have other big moves based on you know based on news because yeah. you know it lands a contract with big name automotive company yeah. uh, and boom you'll see a massive rise. The difference there between that kind of company and like an on the market, the on the market might not have a big move; it will just be a long, steady, hopefully upward trajectory. The only thing I criticise uh, about on the market is this, right? And uh, is if, if I get annoyed with it, and it, they do well, and the shareholders goes, I shouldn't mind being patient. I know. Is it not unique? Now you know no. they've got. I've got any IP, and when I look at companies, I too, look at you know they give them a moat a little bit. Do they have any competitors? And they do. And that's the only thing that's the issue with on the market. But um, they're growing, and you know sometimes you have to you know knock out one of your filters because if they're growing and they're doing everything else, it's fine. Uh, but. Um, Yes, yeah, so that's really a criticism. But another thing is frustrating. Like the business and the share price is frustrating, and people focusing on the warrants, for example, of Gfinity. That's frustrating. Yes, it is because you're getting trickles of sales mm. all the time. That will dry up. And I said in that recent video, towards October, the warrants expire. So the more and more will expire. Uh, people will exercise those and sell them. So we're going to go through some volatile, volatile times. But the share price has held up well, considering the big sales have gone through. And I genuinely think this will be one of those stocks that will pop crazily when that sell volume dries up because they'll just be by volume. The business is improving underneath. But there's the technical issue of the warrants dragging the share price down. And I think it will pop quite significantly towards the end of this year, towards October, as we get closer. Be, you know, I said that wedge of less selling, where the wedge going up with more buying, and you'll see that dynamic kick in. So don't get frustrated with the share price. It's, it's so easy to do it. It'll mm. rise, come back, and, and, but um, the business is improving. So, there, you know? Are you saying it's a pop opportunity? Right, on that note, I think we better leave there, actually. You know. I think that's it, Pete. That's very disappointing. He's a wordsmith. <laughs> wordsmith. Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, on further things. Steve, Steve tried, said, convinced me last time not to buy a new Mac. I want to buy a new Mac. It was six years about a Mac. Mm. He said, no, don't Just buy one. They've got a new chip in well, it. Your excuse for buying a new one is because it's six years old, so that's not a reason to buy a new Mac. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it is. Yeah, you think he, you think everybody had kids off when they were six, mate? Did I, I know exactly, but but you know what? They've got a new chip, and uh, next year they stop support for the um, the, you can't upgrade well, to the, yeah, the the biggest next year, isn't it? the big Jeff upgrade. How much support are you getting? No, 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 these big updates. The big Sir was last, wasn't it? Um, oh, yeah. I, I would like the next upgrade to be Fat Jeff. Will you? <laughs> or, or Flabby Colin. <laughs> Our next iOS update is Flabby Colin. <laughs> I'd love that. Or Big Nose Steve. Yeah, that'd be good, that. Uh, and, uh, uh, but anyway, um, listen, I'm going to leave now. Has England won any games this year, uh, Pete? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we beat France. Hello. Last time out. So, yeah, ha, ha. See you later. <laughs> I can't believe Wales are going to win this. This is absolute. Joke. I know. It's, this is see, absolute fast. This is why you don't get. This is why you always bet the underdog on, on sports because it's until everyone thought, oh, it's England or France. It's easy. No one. Wales is you know dreadful performance. At the end of the last Six Nations, the delayed version. I don't, I don't think Wales took it that seriously. To be honest. But um, everyone, no one even. You'd, you'd, you'd be forgiven to th- for thinking that Wales wasn't even in tournament at the start of the season, at the start of the Six Nations, and then all of a sudden. Look at them. A couple of dodgy red cards in some of your yeah. winning games. No, you can't yeah. put it down to that, can you? Well, you can. No, you can give as many red cards as you want. You've still got to score points. Well, they certainly weren't dodgy red cards. They the were quite, first uh, two matches against 14 people. Yeah. One was dodgy. The Scotland, yeah. Scotland one was dodgy. Yeah, that is dodgy. Can, you, can you hear that? Uh, That's the sound of bitterness, guys. Mm. No, it's not. It's, oh, it's yes, it is. <laughs> it's high, a high-level analysis. Uh, <laughs> yeah. what's, your, what's your prediction for the game today, then? Uh, uh, Wales win. Right. <laughs> That's it, is it? Well, you can't give scores. Someone give you scores. It's like saying, where do you see the share price in this company in, in, in six months' time? I have no idea. If I knew that, I'd be a billionaire. Mm. Okay. No, so, Steve, what are you thinking? 
I've been quite good at getting close to predicting the yes, score. Yes, yes, Steve, go on. Yeah. Right. Uh, uh, oh, I need to think about it more. I can't just throw numbers out there. You know, I need to do the math. <laughs> oh, you need to do, do your research. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Steve, no, come on. Your research is what to ticket. Just give us some numbers. Okay, uh, let's go 25-23 to Wales. Oh, it's going to be close then. Yeah. <laughs> but we're going to win. Yes, all right, good. I like that. I, cool. I think France are going to do it. I hope, uh, and do you know what? Some some part of me thinks they are upsetters and disruptors. France. They don't. They don't. They don't play the. They don't. You know. Go, go with the script. Do they? Sometimes the French just go with it. Oh, if they could the still win the championships. They have got something to play for. So I think they will come out all guns blazing. But anyway, good luck. Especially losing to you know England last week. They must be really annoyed by that. Yep. You know who's who's lost to England this year? No one. <laughs> 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 one or two people right yeah. boys uh, I think we've done long enough on this podcast Yeah, like, I think it's a record long one it's like 110 was it no, over, over 100, 110 <laughs> that's my maths uh, right. have a nice weekend uh, don't forget yeah. ISA deadline's coming up you can put 20 grand in if you've got it uh, before the 5th just set up an ISA if you have not got one you're investing what are you doing get an ISA going because you can put in two chunks of money either side of the financial year and uh, mm. So that's that. And also, you know, think about joining up the Shippers Investment Club because um, the, the, the uh, pre-launch price is going up on the 30th of March. 31st or 30th? How many days does March have? Right. 31. 31. That's it. It's going up. So, And I'm also, um, yeah, um, yeah, it's nice. It's nice. Uh, anyway, guys, have a nice weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. Speak next week. The Weekend Podcast on Vox Markets with Justin, Peter and Steve. Nothing in this podcast is intended as investment advice and the people in this podcast may hold positions in the stocks they talk about. Do not buy anything based solely on a tip or recommendation. Please do your own research.